Bill. Hello, we're back. I'm chewing my cashews. He's chewing his cashews. We are at Gene's house, overdue media headquarters these days. It moved. It was my house, and then I went on the road for 13 months, and we moved all of our stuff to Gene's garage. So now this is headquarters. Uh, that's what kind of tea? It's slurping. It's water. Or water. 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 Nature's Hot, tea. Hot, cold. Nature's tea. All right. It's paleo. Paleo tea. That's what we call it. Yeah. Nice. Actually, it rocks. You need rocks in it. So we're on page 74 of What Would Do We Do, which is the second unshelled volume, and it's Banned Books Week. It is Banned Books Week. When is Banned Books Week? September? I think so. Yeah. Now. It used to be October. Ah. I think it still is in October. And uh, for Banned Books Week, we decided to actually have people banned books. Banned books in the library. We did, but I, I like that first strip where tomorrow gets flowers. Yeah. I always feel like it should be a little more festive. There should be cards. And there should be. Everything. Well, it, and it's just like a Hallmark holiday now. Happy Band Books Week. Happy Band Books Week. Why are you trying to take the Band Books Week out of Band Books Week? The war on Band Books Week. I don't know. I'm, I'm fishing. <laughs> There's a joke in here somewhere. You're not there. It's all poetry. So I just liked it. I like that people are actually got to ban everything, and when they did, there was nothing left in the library. If you actually let everybody ban books they don't like, there'd be nothing left. Well, and we find the revealing character moment where Mel banned a book called Divorce Made Simple. I'm not quite sure how Tamara knew that by looking at it on page 75. So I think Tamara knew it because uh, she knows Mel. She is privy to Mel's deepest, darkest secrets. Bill, I noticed a difference in tone in your voice. No, in no, in, under no circumstance <laughs> and in no way did we just lose about five minutes of our best material because oh. I accidentally hit the space bar. Oh, on the upside, now you know what to say. All right. That's we're, true. We're going to go That's through this. That's true. Now, this now perfect. It's, like, it's like a Groundhog Day. Oh, my God. Ned? That was some Ned good. Ryerson? That was a good exchange, too. I know. I we so were good. That was now. our best material. You missed it, folks at home. We're going we're gonna to recreate uh, the last if ever there is, If ever there's a technology to go back in time and like record a moment of history, triage this one, readers, first. This is when you come back? The Death of Jesus, that's like bottom of the stack. What you want to do is, is the first version of this. But I don't know. Do you ever get the thing where you like you write some material and then you lose it, and then when you rewrite it a second time, it's much better? No. Okay. No, I do that thing where I write material that's great, and you tell me it's terrible, and then I rewrite it with you, and then it's like, okay? Mm-hmm. It's my favorite part. That's it. All right, so on page 76, 77, we're once again going to talk about the psychic sequence. I mean, once again, for us... But the first time for you. Yeah. What, I'm already sick of it. What are we talking about? I, just was, I was just oh, talking oh, about Oh, the, the second panel of the friar's hair. Bill, why is there a, why is there a Trappist monk uh, involved in the psychic fair at the library? What do you have against Trappist monks? Is that why shouldn't monk? there be? Why would you exclude Trappist, fair, Trappist monks from psychic fairs? I don't think fairs? they're known to be psychics. I don't. I, I think you're stereotyping and I resent it. I, I, well, he's, he's not really probably a Trappist monk. I don't think that's such a standard Trappist monk haircut. Was Where did you learn so much about down? Trappist monks? Beer. Everything from from the from the labels on beer. Everything I know about from ale, I learned from our proofreader Rob Herbert's and and uh, beer labels. Yes. Well, I think the other thing we were admiring was the line of the guy at the bottom page seventy six, where he says, "I communicate with spirit." They tell me you're going out with me tonight. We like we like the creepy psychic. And that this is this is this is the early proto Randy. This is Randy the Randy psychic. Was Randy in here already yet? No, no, we don't hit Randy for a while yet. And then I was mocking the guy's shirt on top of seventy seven. Well, he's, he is sort of who you'd expect to see at a psychic fair, right? No, I'd expect him more at a uh, metaphysical fair, metaphysical book fair. Wow. Okay. I was, I was unclear that there were such things. There are. They're, they're actually kind of interesting. Very beautiful books at the metaphysical book fair. The psychic book fair, not so much. Okay. Uh, the guy who can predict the future in specific ways. Ah, uh, the, the, the really crappy, 77. really crappy mutant. One of my favorite guys, yeah. 
You know, these, this is this is how like mutant powers would manifest in our world. That you can predict what's on TV tonight. I mean, that's you know that that's the sort of a level that we would get or in, in use, the like, real world. You could you could control the TV without the remote control. That's pretty good. That'd be great, right? Oh, uh, I was just reading today that the you know the little device that'll just turn off any TV around it. No. Some guy invented. Some guy wanted a device that would just turn off TVs around it, so he made one. And then Wired Magazine did a thing on it, and he sold out his entire... Like, he ended up making 20,000 and sold it out. He like, went through 11 runs on them. Like, you just push a button, and it turns off all the TVs? Yeah. It just it just sort of, like, has the signal for every TV, and it'll turn it off. Wow. Um, but sales have finally slowed, so now he is he is doing his last batch, and he's not going to make more. So it's your last chance. But it's great for things like... Um, You're in a hospital airport. room or something? Yeah. It's just driving you crazy? I think airports for me. But there's always... And, and you know, because it's always the best news in an airport. It's always just, like, a plane has crashed. It's the perfect news to watch before you're going to well, get on. Well, by extension, you could also turn on every TV with it. Right? This one just turns them off. How can that be? It's just it's it's, it's the same switch. Isn't it's it? a futuristic technology that even he didn't understand. All right. He built he built it with guidance from uh, bits. This is a very different conversation than we had five minutes. I'm ago. trying I'm trying to mix it up. Page seventy seven bottom uh, is our is our strip our homage to James Randi. Let me tell you who James Randi is. <laughs> Thing you've said I know. In weeks. I know. See, and see, nobody else will get it. But no. in, the, in our first run, <laughs> I really still have no idea who James Randi is. And, and we Gina, get this email, and Gene went and like, "It's James Randi! Oh my God!" Bill's like, "Who's that?" I know. And then I immediately forgot afterwards. So he had to tell me yet again who James Randi was. James Randi is like like a hero to me. Ever since I was a little kid, he he uh, runs the Skeptical Inquirer. He's he, a magician. He debunks. He's a huge huge guy. Uh, he's kind of up there with Penn and Teller. Like yeah. uh, you, you know where he goes in the event of nuclear war. Where does he go? The debunker. The debunker. <laughs> no, he goes to debunker. God, are you are you channeling Brad Geiger right now? It's this dandelion root tea you made. That must be. So we get this email from James Randi. It was I, I've I've really the only time I've been that excited about an email from anybody was uh, when we got one from Ursula Le Guin years later. Uh, that was pretty exciting. James Randi and Ursula Le Guin, the two, yeah, was the two high exciting. points of my life. Only the Ursula Le Guin one, my wife actually was like, "Oh, you've like made even it. she knew who she you've was. You've made it now." Nice. Like, yeah. Your wife still doesn't find her strip funny, but at least she respects that random She, she, she reads it now, which, okay. is, which is strange. Oh, nice. yeah. yeah. Page 78. Merv takes over the friends. Well, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> we missed our... This is, now we're going to recreate the exchange we had. Oh, all right. Okay, so in the middle of page 78, uh, the middle strip on the last panel is, uh, yet again, me trying to sort of get good at distinguishing foreground from background. And and so here's the script that we had bought <laughs> in the previous one, which is... First of all, first of all, the truth here, I turned them into ghosts. You did. How, Bill? How did you do that? <laughs> With gray pens. Bill, that's not a good story. <laughs> and then, what did Which I say? I bought at Kino Cunha. What did I tell you to say? Yeah, Kino Cunha. Where is Kino Cunha, Bill? It's attached to Wajamaya downtown. In Seattle. Yeah. Perfect. I knew that. Perfect. I know, I know what Kino Cunha No, is. no, but you were supposed to say you, did, you, had great, you bought gray pens at Kino Cunha in Wajamaya. In reality, it's a Photoshop layer effect. It's not as good a story. But no. it's the truth. It's not. And the truth will set us free. All right, are we still recording? Is this is where we are? No, still good news. We're out. still recording. Okay, still recording. So, bottom of seventy-eight is uh, Merv taking over the Friends of the Mallville Library mm-hmm. because he's the only dues-paying member, so he gets a vote. I have to admit that Friends of the Library were not a thing I knew existed when we started. One of the many things I learned about libraries, I just assumed libraries were monolithic organizations, but it turns out there's this whole sort of charitable fundraising arm that's separate from the library and does things like pay us to come speak to library I staff. Have, I have friends who were friends of the library where I used to work. 
So they're sort, of, they're sort of like Kevin Bacon, two, you're uh, several degrees removed from the library. You're friends of friends no, of I've the taken library. them out of that removal. I've, I've taken them from being exponents down to being... Well, I'm friends with you, so now I'm friends of friends of friends of the library. There you go. Nice. Um, but no, I just didn't realize it. But no, they, the library has all sorts of reasons they can't sell stuff, they, stuff they can't buy or won't buy with, like, city funds. Uh, but that's what the Friends of the Library is for. I mean, the library could be making so much money. I know. And they're not. I know. Yeah. They could rent out the basement to meth labs and stuff like Something, that. Something, yeah. Or do people like me want to have a party? Mm -hmm. Have nowhere to have a party. Yeah. Page 70. That's, that skips page 79. Okay. Okay. Page 70. Page 80. Merv's trying to buy his way back into the presidency, but they changed the rules. He says, what's the use of all this cash if I can't subvert the political process? And then in the background, Buddy says, meet the Mallville City Council candidates next Friday at the library. So it's this little sort of, oh, is Murph going to take over the town? But no. As with many things, you, know you just heard? put it out there and then drop it like a rock. I heard today that, that the new mayor of Aberdeen, Washington, is 23 years old. Nice. Yeah. He's, and they made the point of, make, uh, of, of letting us know the news. This is how the news operates here, the, the NPR news, that, that he is younger than It Smells Like Teen Spirit, which is written by Aberdeen's <laughs> most famous resident, Kurt Cobain. And I thought that was really, really a very strange approach to news. A uh, little girl asking for books about sex. I had this happen one time. Oh, yeah? It freaked me out. Have I told you that story? And then it was insects? No, oh, no, okay. no, no, no. That, okay. that, was, that was the only way I could try to make this funny. You probably okay. made that funny because it, yeah. it was that weird story about the little girl who asked me for books on having sex during pregnancy. And she was, she was nine. Yeah. And then, like, it took me a while to find her some, some books that had some information on that so that she could digest. I left her with the books, and then later on her dad and she came up to say goodbye when they were checking their basket of books out. I didn't see any of these books in the basket. Yeah. I also didn't see her father when I was yeah. helping her find the information she wanted. This is a very long time. And you didn't do anything wrong. No, I didn't do anything wrong, but I thought her dad was going to punch me across the... Mm -hmm. across the, uh, the and he wouldn't be doing anything wrong either. No, he would have been. Okay. Yes, he would have been He would have been uh, in jail. Sorry, honey, your dad's going oh, to jail. Oh, assault is still against... Is still against you know, I left through that in libraries. Well, she would never She would never ask another reference question, let's face it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She didn't give you up. Page 81... <clears throat> Oh, so this is finally the Nancy Pearl sequence. The Nancy Pearl sequence. So in case you didn't know, our friend Nancy many years ago was at a dinner in Seattle with, it turns out, one of the founders of Archie McPhee's, which is the store that sells, but also makes knickknacks. Action figures. Like those historical well, among other things, action figures. Like, um, like bacon gum, bacon band-aids. And, and they were all sort of brainstorming, and, and apparently they came up with the idea more or less at the table that they should make a librarian action figure, and they should base it on Nancy, who was at the time... She was the, the head of the Washington Center for the Book. Okay. So she was a librarian at the, of note. At the downtown Seattle Public Library. Yeah, yeah. a librarian of note. And then uh, eventually went on to write several books that are basically collections of lists of books to read. Book lust. She's bossy. Here's, read this. That's, that's how she is. <laughs> you think, I think that's how she is. Read this. You read, read, when you're done, read that. No, it's not. She, she really is one of the best at reader's advisory. The crazy thing is you can tell her anything and she'll go, oh, that reminds me of this book you should read. And she's, yeah. she's almost always right. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. It is disgusting. And wonderful. Yeah. So she contacted us after this, and we all went out to have coffee and became friends. Became friends. Which, uh, we ended up at her retirement party. That's true. Remember that? That's true. No, it wasn't a retirement party. It was it was the party where she won the, like, oh, Library of the Year. Oh, she was Librarian of the Year. She was Librarian of the Year. Oh, that's right. Library Journal. She was, she was yeah, that's right. And, and we, <laughs> everybody got up to speak. <laughs> what did... Oh, we I, were more entertaining than most everyone else. Yeah, it was so weird. It was all this lauding. Oh, I've known Nancy for years. Yeah. And then... I got up and I said, well, of course, my relationship with Nancy is largely physical. <laughs> yeah, after I gave Which made her so happy. And to watch the publisher of Library Journal turn white was, was worth everything. <laughs> everything. I, I don't think I should repeat what I said. 
Um, okay. Well, it, no. it was basically, you were just humanizing Nancy by talking about times she has said... Uh, F-bombs. Dropped, uh, dropped F-bombs. F-bombs. Yeah, that's no, all you have to say. But, but I didn't say F-bombs. Because she's human. I didn't say F-bombs. No, she used, but, used but, the but actual I, word. I, I, I talked about how I knew I had arrived as a librarian when I saw Nancy drop the first F-bomb on the street in Seattle. And well, that's you were in her inner circle. It wasn't oh, as a librarian. It was as, well, I think, as a person. friend. But my... my uh, like I think the director of the library I worked for was there, along with the director of the all the other libraries in this area were there at this party. It was in San Diego, I think, wasn't it? It was. Oh, and then because midwinter was done. And then my friend David uh, came up to us and asked how long we'd been together. Yes, remember that? Yeah, he had mistaken us not just not just for partners, but for partners. Well, I think if he heard this podcast, he would continue to mistake us for partners. <laughs> it's still one of the greatest. Although of the, you and I bicker a lot more than my wife and I do now. It's still one of the greatest the moments. Of, of meeting a new friend of mine was 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 David asking us if we were uh, how long we'd been together. Felt proud. Felt proud. I did too. It was hilarious. He it's was a, so he was so aghast when we were like we're not together like that, man. <laughs> yeah, but I, others were offended. We we're just like, oh no. I mean, I can no, totally see why no, you no, think no. so. No, we're just like, oh, no, absolutely not. So the bond page eighty three is the beginning of my long and difficult relationship with drawing police, which are really hard to draw. <laughs> And I did okay. You got his chin just right. But like every time I draw the police, I draw a different version of police. They have different uh, uniforms. And the top, it's painful. The top of page eighty-three is our homage to Terry Gilliam's Brazil. Is it? Yes. I'm so glad to have heard that. Where Madeline Kahn wears a shoe on her head at one point. I think her friend does too, but I don't remember who her friend is. All right, we are going on to page eighty-four. Probably one of my least favorite strips. The top of eighty-four. Oh really? I was just admiring that strip. It's not bad. Okay. It's just, it's just one of my least favorite. Because nothing happens? Nothing happens, yes. Merv takes a photograph of him. Merv walks by. I don't think you would get me, let me get away with writing that now. Oh, I think it's really funny. I like these moments. I actually just funny. wrote one and not a bit of here. Similar sort of no words, just a little thing. Hilarious. These days he would use his phone, but in those days he actually had, apparently had a camera or was able to get a camera. What's a camera, Bill? I don't understand. It's like a phone. What? You're saying there was film in that camera? Um, so the bottom page 85, I have no idea what's going on, but I, I wanted to say that I really liked my drawing of, of the, the broken wall, which is now, it's apparently this library is quite old and it's lath and plaster. Even though this is after Buddy remodeled it, it's still lath and plaster. Buddy's an old fashioned. I think that, I think that's Buddy in the read poster. No, it's not Buddy. Tomorrow's no, it's like, is it, you, you specifically asked me to draw like a wildly racist 1970s like, I did poster. Not. Prove it. And so there's this, there's this sort of guy, supposed to be Kung Fu guy with, with awful sort of giant Chinese buck teeth, you know, from, from our 1970s, because at that point we'd never met any actual Chinese people. So the 1970s, we still believe that. I love the top of 85, the guy with the atomic clock, the, the watch that synchronized the atomic clock. <laughs> like I swear, I swear this, this happened a couple times. I like it. And it's a nice tomorrow moment. Oh, it's terrible. Does yours do this? No, mine has a cute little elephant. Eighty-six. Uh, I must have been reading uh, top eighty-six. They're looking at the Rorschach blot on Dewey's shirt, like the coffee stain. That's funny. I think I must have been reading Watchmen. That's funny. Uh, bottom page eighty-six. I'm so horrified by this strip. I so regret it. <laughs> I so I so deeply regret this value judgment that Dewey's going around giving the. Giving the make yourself over book to the woman no, no. who is not conventionally attractive. In my mind, she asked for it. Why does she? What's this? The latest edition. All right. Well, that makes it just, slightly better. She just didn't recognize it. All right. I, I don't believe it, but okay. I would be much more attractive to the woman. Attracted to the woman with dark hair. Okay. Good. That's what I don't understand. With a significant eyebrows. I'm putting that all on you. Uh, top of eighty-seven. Tamara as Elvira. Yeah, that's great. nice. Slash Vampirella. I just on. I just saw her on some crazy History Channel TV show. 
The one about where they where they fix up old cars. She's kind of at the core of American history. Oh, she's great. Dewey is Mr. T. Oh yeah. Where was the Shusher? The, the oh, and, and <clears throat> Mel is Ham Solo. Oh, look at you. Yeah. I missed that. The library tip number 20 on page 87, too. I'm just going to confirm that we're still recording here. Wait, are you sure? I'm just going to take it. Yep, still recording. All right. I like the library tip. I, I, li like... I like that we're not just going to be neurotic about this from now on. Oh, my God. We're, just, we're never going to look at it I actually again. was just thinking this morning thinking that would be the worst thing to happen. But <sighs> we, we survived. <laughs> I like and I actually got a really big laugh out of you, so I almost want to do it again. I like the library tip. I, I liked. I liked that. I felt like at one. You point... You don't have to come into the library. I, well, I felt like at one point we were just trying to convince everybody never to come into the library yeah. again, and then that, that kind of backfired, <laughs> and we still haven't gotten them all back. <laughs> I actually remember this. I remember having these discussions. And I like. I like the girl's shirt. I don't know if that was your idea or mine on the bottom of eighty-seven. The big Mega Kyoto. That's funny. Uh, that sounds like a me thing, but I'm, I'm willing to give us. A joint did you read credit. Mega Tokyo? I did. Did you? Yeah, for a while. Wow. And, and met the guy at a comic convention or something. Still going? Must oh, he used, to, he used to be the ALA. Like once, yeah. I remember yeah. that, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's one of those web comics that's drifted off to mm. the margins of history. I loved it when it was as, still... As has ours. When it was still being done in kind of pencil. Yeah. I loved it. I loved that look. It was so yeah. nice. Page 88. Some library systems were doing uh, YA nights until midnight for a long time. Oh. Kind of regular ones. And what a great opportunity for Kathy to insinuate herself into Dewey's life. That's right. Her she, work life, where he can't in, leave. She comes in on 89, she uh, starts playing D&D with the kids. She's seriously stalking him here, and it, it probably could be unpleasant, but apparently it's cute instead. What is what is the kid's shirt on the top of 89? Odd body? What is that? I don't know. <laughs> it's a book, isn't it? Isn't it a, a, a graphic novel that you liked? Odd body? Yeah. No. Okay, I have no idea. Really I know. literally have no idea. Okay. All right. It was a long time ago, my friend. All right. It was 11 years ago, 12 years ago. Page 90. Okay. Man, Colleen's shirt on the top of 90. Something, isn't it? It's like it's like she loved that psychic. She took his shirt and she made a shirt with like smaller lightning bolts out of it. I'm looking at the bottom of page 90 and a strip that I'm absolutely certain I wrote and I'm equally certain you probably hated and may still hate, but I think it's really Bill? funny. Yeah. We need numbers. Good news, Mel. There are infinitely many. Definitely Bill jokes there. Yep. Bill page jokes 90, and dad jokes. There's a lot of overlap. Page 91? Yes. I, I like the idea that you try to give the guy a break on his fines, and suddenly he's, he's fighting back. Like, yeah. are, you, are you calling me poor? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly right. It's happens. about right, isn't it? Yeah. You can't win. Uh, I also like the mom, the mom-to-be in the middle page. And look, there's a ghost Dewey again in the third panel. He's just haunted the library ever since he was killed in the previous... Bill, the, guy, the guy killed him in the previous one. Bill, where did you get the pens that you used to draw the gray Dewey? I got them out of your butt. <laughs> he just hit me. You heard You heard him, audience at home. He struck me. He struck me. You're, you're, I can't believe you're skipping 91. You're, you're going right yeah, past the kid with the pencil sharpening? We don't have to talk about every single one. Have you ever had a grindy pencil sharpener in your life? Of course. I we we hear... still have one. Oh, we we are homeschoolers. We have a pencils and pencil sharpeners. Does it grind down before before it sharpens? I'm not sure what you're asking. We had this pencil sharpener at the library. It never sharpened anything. It was just like it was like it was like, do everything but sharpen. It was a grinding stone. It was you, you put these things into it. It was, it it was, was just like a flat piece of rotate. It was like a mill. It was like it was like brought to you by the big company who makes pens, right? <laughs> <laughs> like like you know what I mean. We're spending a lot of money on pencils. Have you tried Bic? I like the top of page 92. It's a nice little reveal. I do too. Man, do I hate preschool visits. When I'm not leading them. If I'm only because you hate children. If I'm leading them, it's fine. Yeah. 
But like the children's librarian I used to work with, one of them, she would she would make a trail of glitter through the library mm-hmm. for the kids to follow. Uh-huh. And it was like I was like, man, if I brought in teens to try to make a trail of glitter through the library, you guys would shut this down in a heartbeat. Little kids now. I love the one on ninety two in the middle where the woman finds the um, <laughs> the gum wrapper, the answer in the gum wrapper, the authoritative. Uh, and he wants source. to put it back in the reference section. That so was funny. for all of you younger librarians, we used to have something called the ephemera collection, where we would put anything with valuable information in it into some kind of weird alphabetical order, in like file cabinets in the library, just just to have it around. Menus, brochures, yeah. bubble gum wrappers, yeah. and, and and when I started in the library in. 2001. There's really a fine line between archivist and pat rat, pack rat, isn't there? Oh, it's, it's the best line. It's the best line to live on. It's crazy. Yeah. You, you know, the thing is, you're an archivist if somebody will buy you something to store that in. Yeah. You're a pack rat if they won't. So here on, on 92, you can also see my evolving approach to drawing bookshelves. They're actually pretty good, both in, in the middle and the second strip. They're, they're basically just a horizontal line for the shelf and then vertical lines for the books that don't even complete, and your eye pretty much scans them. As books, and that I, I essentially drew books that way f- until uh, until we went color. Page ninety three. It looks like the Trappist monk is running the Outlet City branch. No, he's got a totally different haircut here. He's grown out a little bit of his hair. It may be. Um, he may have. He may have left the monastery. I like. I like the Library of Alexandria joke there, in the bottom yeah. of, bottom of ninety three. Nice. Yeah, and Outlet City plays big in the next volume. Yes, not, Library not Mascot Cage Not to give it away. Oh, yes. he just gave it away. No, that's the next volume. Oh. Ninety four. Librarians fighting over the phone. Bill, you ever, you ever been behind the reference desk when there's nothing happening and then the phone rings? I never have, but that's what it's like. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty funny clingy joke at the of 94. And even though we said we would end in 94, let's go to 95. What, is, what does clingy mean there? Like static cling? Uh, well, Dewey doesn't mean that. Dewey means... So that's what Merv is thinking? Yes, of? that's what that was Merv's. Merv, who is young enough to not understand... I the admire the, of human relations. I admire the cross-hatching on the top of 95 in Buddy's Ditch. Thank film. you. I think that's a... I still today think that's a good ditch. It's that's a solid, school. solid ditch. That's old school. And then we know, you know, uh, there's a whole war thing because he's got camo on. And it's good, good it's times. solid. And we still use that next strip. Oh, no talks. hassle returns strip. Yeah, no hassle returns. No hassle for us because we won't take it back. But I'm a librarian. The threats go, that's pretty empty. I like that. I remember actually having this conversation with you that you felt that that was a card that you could play in real life a little more often than you did. That I'm a librarian? Yeah. Yeah, ma'am. Do you understand who you're talking to here? I'm a librarian. I've learned to play it all the time now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it creates instant. It creates instant rapport with anybody on a public service desk. All I have to say is, man, let me tell you the worst story about being a librarian. <laughs> and they start telling you stories too. You, yep. you get weird, weird stuff. And then soon they're just giving you free stuff. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're they're doing the equivalent of forgiving fines. Yes. Nice. Well, not, not not exactly that far, but you get an extra bag for free, something like that. I also really like the bottom of '95 with. Uh, the old lady who's filling out her absentee ballot for the library levy. And, I mean, we probably should have kept going. They could have, like, put her in furs and... Hot oil massages. Yep. Stones. Yep. All right, so we'll stop there. Stop on page 96. So. Yeah, and we'll, we'll resume on page 96 uh, when next time... Oh, no, I didn't... I forgot to record it, the whole thing. Oh, God. I'm going to kill you. Okay. <laughs>